to today's episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start supporting and balancing your hormones. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your way to better understanding your hormone health and how it affects your everyday life. So I brought on a very special guest. This is Rosemary Oliveris, and I met her last year. Oh my gosh. It's really been that long yeah. in a mastermind. And then we've kind of just bounced back and forth, actually working with each other. And she is one of my favorite people. She is like one of the most calming presence that you will ever come across. And she is going to share with us a little bit about the emotional side of healing and how that affects your physical health. Um, so I would love for you to share a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then we'll dive into stuff. Super. Thank you, Leah, for having me. I really appreciate it. And who would have known, right? It's been a year already. Wow. So uh, for those of you who don't know me or have never heard of me, my name is Rosemary Oliveras. I'm an entrepreneur. I call myself a spiritual and mindset coach, even though I always talk about labels and I'm like, I can have another label at some point, <laughs> but now um, I'm also the CEO and founder of the SCE method and our brand Sana Crecí Emprende. So if you don't know Spanish, my first language is actually Spanish. I'm from Puerto Rico and live in this sunny a little bit rainy today, Puerto Rico. And um, I basically help entrepreneur women um, heal with mind, money, and soul so they can have a business that is profitable, that it's also, you know, in alignment with with what they want for their lives, right? Basically, I always say like, I just, I just want women entrepreneur to be happy and be fulfilled and feel abundant, um, no matter what is, you know, what, whatever they're going through in their lives or, or even financially, which I find that that takes us to have like a lot of um, really good and healthy emotional intelligence, right. To, to use that word. So um, mm -hmm. before, before I did what I do now, just so you get a little bit of the background, you understand why I do this and why I talk about this and why I teach on this. I have a bachelor's in social and social work, and I was a social worker for almost five years here in Puerto Rico. So the skill set in terms of you know helping people with mental health and emotional health, um, working through trauma, uh, uh, you know abuse, etc. I work in that field for as I said like almost five years. And once I got pregnant, I was like I I don't want this lifestyle that a social worker has because of the demand yeah. and the work. And, you know, I, I worked for a government agency, so it was very draining to be honest. So I, I burnt out a lot. And the thing that made me become an entrepreneur was when I, I was seven months pregnant with my baby girl who was turning four this year. And Whoa. I worked or almost, 40 hours in two days with seven months pregnant. I like my belly was like super tight. I was like, I think I'm going to have this baby now. And that was like the turning point. Like if I had any doubts before that, oh, maybe this entrepreneur thing is not for me, you know, maybe I should keep being with this secure job or whatever. That was the day that I was like, nope, I'm, I'm definitely not for this. I want to spend time with her. I want to be able to have a business and be spend time with her as well so that's when I decided to become an entrepreneur in 2017 that was and different situations having postpartum depression um a very very high anxiety suicidal thoughts which led me to a spiritual awakening basically that's what inspired me to have this business uh, this own like healing journey with myself and with money because money was like uh master in that way at that time and I was like if I don't have money I have nothing so I why would I live so um long story short that's what inspired my business and yeah and I've I've been loving it helping women to heal yeah. with themselves and with money yeah 
I feel, I mean, I'm not going to get off on a tangent of money, but (laughs) that we could have a whole other podcast about (laughs) the mindset around money and taking away that like power that we give to money. But yeah. um, Yeah. Topic for a different day. So (laughs) I let's talk about how physical trauma or even emotional trauma can affect our physical well-being. So, you know, when I'm working with clients and, you know, they have to make some lifestyle shifts, even for example, and they have so much resistance to it. It's not something you force into it. You want to backtrack and be like, why is this coming up for you? Like what resistance is this? And uh, we'll, we'll get into it with you, but I think if you're listening to this and you go, oh my gosh, I have no trauma. Like I'm going to skip. I I want you to keep listening because trauma is not just getting hit by a car. It's not just being abused. It's not, you know, it doesn't have to be some big defining moment. Like, yes, those happen. And those are very, very real. And you obviously know you have trauma, but you can also have trauma with just how you've perceived something in your childhood and how you react to situations. And that can also be affecting you. So I don't even know where to start unpacking this. Okay. Let's start with like big traumas. Like how would that be manifesting and showing up, um, in your body? Like, especially if you're struggling to heal. Okay. So I think that first and foremost, it's it's super important for like, as you said, to define what trauma is because usually how trauma is defined by our society is as you mentioned like you have a car accident or you like trigger warning by the way if you've been through any of these um if you you know they can trigger you if you're sensitive to these topics but if you went through sexual abuse or molestation or physical abuse like these society considers this like big traumas and when we talk about little traumas they consider it like you know like maybe once or twice your parent yelled at you when you were five and you cried and no one gave you a hug and that caused you know like a, a an emotional trauma within you etc right so society defines it like that how I've learned it and how I see it is that trauma is is, is trauma like the effect how do I say this? The, the action that is considered the trauma itself is different and it's variable, but the effect of the trauma, usually besides physical, it's mental and emotional. And I would say even like energetical, like uh, spiritually talking as well. So as, as Leah mentioned, when we talk about trauma, it's more about the perception of how we receive that situation and how we interpreted, I think that's the right word, how we interpreted that situation in, and we made it ours, right? I talk a lot about our subconscious identity and that has to do with who you define yourself to be, your beliefs, your values, um, who you were and who you think you are from the ages from zero to seven to nine years old, right? So when we talk about how this is reflected in your in your physical body, and I love this, I love this topic, topic so much. There is a book that's called, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for this now. There's a book that talks about healing. It's called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. I don't know if you've ever heard of the no. uh, this um, uh, like editorial that a lot of books uh, like publish their books from. It's called Hay House. So Louise Hay was a founder of, of that, that brand to say it like that. So in that book, You Can Heal Your Life, uh, she talks about how your emotions, how mentally, (laughs) how um, all of these things store in your body. So when you think about your emotions and your body, there are different parts of your body that represent different parts of your emotions. So usually, and this is something that I've personally struggled with, and I'm actually like still healing now, like I've come 
super far and I feel almost no pain now. But whenever I start, like I'm an entrepreneur, so I put myself out there constantly. And sometimes my mind, my thoughts that are attached to an emotion are not in the same like uh, alignment or in the same um, <laughs> like path. So whenever I think as a business owner, like I'm going to put myself out there, we're going to her. Hi, Landon. Landon, you have some thoughts today. <laughs> Whenever I, I want to put myself out there, um, even though I think it's, you know, like there's something we got to do this or, or I want to do this or this is good for our business. This is going to be amazing for the women we're going to attract, blah, blah, blah. But still, there's like an emotion within me that says you're not doing enough you're not doing enough, Rosemary. Like, why would you say that? Why would you do that? Who would listen to you? People are going to judge you if you say that you believe in this, if you stand for this, like be more fluffy or, or general, or don't talk about a specific example. So usually when I did this, like a few years ago, I never noticed that in my left shoulder, I started to feel like pain. And it was like, last year and even starting this year, the pain was so much only in these instances, because I was not observing myself when I started to do so and see the link that had the action with the emotion that I was feeling and how it physically, you know, revealed in my body. I started to realize that um, every time that I wanted to put myself out there, I had so much pain on my left shoulder, I could barely move my left arm. Like it was like, just in that moment when I was doing something, it just felt so uncomfortable. And then I just finished and the pain would go away. So I thought it was like a muscle spasm or something because emotions get trapped in our, in our muscle. That's what's called like a psychosomatic, like your pain, your body um, absorbs whatever emotion you are, you know, feeling um, in a consistent basis, right? So for most of us, including myself, and just to give you like a more uh, specific example, when I was little, as I said, I'm from Puerto Rico. So I, I don't know in other countries or other, um, you know, cultures how it is. But when I was raised uh, as a kid, I was always, as the girl, as the older sister, I was always expected to take care of my little brother. I was always expected to behave, to, you know, to not say anything bad to um, my grandmother or to my parents. I was, you know, I was the, the kid who their parents bragged about because I was so well behaved. I had a lot of A's in school. I was always a teacher's pet. I was always the one who the teacher left in the room <laughs> um, when she went out, et cetera, right? And maybe you have been the same. You're like, yeah, like that resonates with me, right? But let me ask you, like, did you feel pressure when you were a kid to be almost like an adult? I always felt pressure to to be, how do you say this, to please um, my parents and teachers and, and the people that raised me, because I felt that if I didn't, if I didn't, um, you know, behaved well or dressed a certain way, um, or, you know, I always, my mom used to say to me when I was a teenager that I always sat down as a, like a boy. She was like, sit like a girl, because you're always, in Spanish, we say, in Puerto Rico, we say, like, you're always, like, with your, <laughs> with your, um, with your legs wide open, and, like, you know, we use, like, a, how do you say this, uh, oh, there's a car here passing my way. That's fine. We have, like, so many yeah. sound effects coming on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Puerto Rico's noisy, so I always say that, um, but for example, like, she always said to me, I know she didn't say it with a bad intention, but she was like, always like, sit like a girl. Cause you're, you know, you're not a boy. Like you don't have anything between your legs. So you don't have to have your legs spread or something like that. And every single time that my mom said that it was like something shattered within me. Like, I'm not good enough. I need to sit better next time. I need to have better posture. That's how I interpreted as a kid who is, you know, who their parents are everything to them. 
So as an adult, you keep carrying these emotions. And for me, it was the emotions of never feeling like I was enough, feeling guilty. Like if I wanted to be or do something different, like feeling guilty of, oh my God, you know, I'm going to make my parents feel bad or I'm going to disappoint them or they're not going to be proud of me that I carried a lot of guilt. And usually when you look at these signs in your body, guilt and shame and not feeling enough is allocated in your shoulders. And if you didn't know this, like your, when we talk about the brain, so the left side of the brain is your uh, analytical brain and your right brain is your subconscious brain, which is the more creative. And in your brain, what happens within your body, it's like as if they cross over and your right side of the body is your masculine side what represents the masculine, like, um, I was going to say patriarchy, but it's like your masculine side. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like the, the, yeah, I get what Landon's joining (laughs) in, like the go, 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 like muscle through it type of energy. Yeah, exactly. And your left side of your body is your feminine. So it symbolizes your feminine. This is the same for everyone. Like you can be boy or girl and your left your left side is going to be your feminine and your right your right side is going to be your masculine so as well when you are taking too much action because maybe you're thinking you're not doing enough you can feel some type of pain in your left in your right side of your body it depends on the part of your body like what emotion you should work through and as well if you haven't healed something with a a manly figure in your life. So maybe your mom was the mom and the dad, right? And you have issues with her, you need to heal with her, you're gonna feel it in your body. In your right side, maybe a father figure, maybe an uncle, maybe um, a past boyfriend, you're, you're gonna feel it on your, on your right side. And again, if you have like issues with your mom or with a sister, with an aunt, with a friend, um, with any other type of, uh, any person who symbolizes like a feminine energy in your life in the now or in the past, you're going to feel that emotional charge on the, on the left side of the body. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) no, that makes sense. Um, Even like your organs store different things too. Like your liver is anger. And um, I have even, I've heard about this and I've seen where women have like, they're doing all the right things. They're doing all the physical. They're doing all of like the food, the nutrition, the supplements, all of that. And they're still not getting better until they went to therapy and they addressed the anger that they were just holding on to from whatever had happened in their yeah. life. Um, and I know, I know that there's some people that are listening right now and they're pretty sure I've lost my rocker. And that's fine. Like if you are, if you are not like open to that conversation. Um, but I think for those of you who know that something is going on with that, um, having this aspect to your healing journey is so important because you, you know that something else is going on. And even, um, I even see this too with, um, I'm trying to think of exactly it's okay, bud, of who I was talking to about this, but like, if you have, um, trauma from somebody, or you have like a, a trigger for lack of a better word from somebody in your past. Sometimes even if you are getting like health advice or anything that kind of reminds you of that person, like you, you shy away from, you turn away and you're like, no, 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 no. Even if it's just subconscious because you're connecting those dots subconsciously and you're like, this isn't safe for me. Um, So yeah, I feel like, yeah, this, this whole podcast is very much, I think just bringing awareness and like a conversation to you becoming more aware of what's going on in your body. So let's dive into that a little bit more about what are some steps you can start taking like proactively to start paying attention to this and to start feeling better. So I would say the first thing that I would say to someone that has like, like physical pain and you've tried everything 
and you've tried everything like, you know, with working with your hormones, eating better, sleeping more, um, or sleeping less, right? <laughs> uh, exercising, doing affirmations, reading positive things, reading the Bible, reading, you know, positive books or whatever. And you still feel like there's something missing and you see, it, it seems like there's something that's not clicking or working. Cause sometimes things take time like to start working and maybe you're doing the thing for a month and you're like, this isn't working. Just keep it up. And you probably like at the second month, you're like, Oh, things are, I know that that happens with seed cycling, for example. Um, like, it's not like I did it now and I in, instantly like healed and stuff like that. Right. But um, I would say, first of all, observe what are, let's say the three main feelings and even thoughts that come up for you on a daily basis. So like even tracking what you feel for seven days or for two weeks, like for example, I talk, I always talk about not feeling enough and feeling guilty and shame because these are the three emotions that I find throughout the years that I work with human beings that especially for us women come up a lot. And it makes a lot of sense because women, like for example, like if you think about it, it hasn't even been like a hundred or even 150 years that women have been able to openly have businesses and even sometimes be more financially free than their masculine partner, right? Than their, than their man or boyfriend or whatever. So before that, when we think about the people that came before us, your, you know, your, um, your grandmother and her grandmother and the grandmother of her grandma, when you think about all of these people of your lineage, at some point there was some type of repression. And you know that when I always give this example, when you're pregnant, your baby feeds from you for, in the umbilical cord. So I learned when I was a mom, I was a mom blogger. That was like a phase of my life. And I learned that when you, you know, kids, oh, Landon laughed at that. He was so nice. <laughs> he was like, I get you. He I know. He's over here just like <laughs> nodding along. <laughs> so you like this? Yeah. Say hi. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that um, have, uh, how do you say this? Like we receive from our mom, the food, but we also like genetically talking, we have, you can have like your grandfather's nose or ears or your great grandfather's hair or stuff like that, or eyes. Right. Um, and as that happens, it also happens with the feelings that our moms and their moms and their moms and their moms felt when we were in their womb. So let's say that your mom, when she was carrying you, it doesn't matter if she raised you or not, or you know her or not, if she was feeling some type of shame, guilt, any type of pain, she was going through any type of like emotional situation, you can feel that when you're a fetus. And you can also bring that, like if we talk about like genetically in that sense or energetically in that sense, you can actually take on that. So for women, besides our generational trauma in that sense, we do carry a lot of shame and guilt and, and like, uh, I always say like this victim-y mentality or, or identity of the world is happening to me, you know, this, you know, I can't lose weight. This is just me. Why does this other person in the group is losing weight and not me? Like it always about me. Like, you know, that's very victim-y mentality and you can be triggered by this. I'm a coach. So that's my job. <laughs> I'm doing a great job of here. Actually, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get transformation. I know you're not paying me now, but you will thank me later if you actually dive deep into your triggers. That's amazing. Um, but in that sense, right, I would say the first thing that you should start to really be mindful of, and again, like just have it like in a journal or a diary, just write down for seven, even two, seven days or even two weeks, what are the three feelings that you feel on a daily basis? Because Here's the thing, your thoughts on a daily basis are mostly the same unless you choose to start to change them at a subconscious level. So that basically means that every single day you're worried about the same thing. So if um, if your hormones are a worry that you have, most likely you didn't have 
you know, you don't have that worry just now because you heard this podcast, right? Or followed Leo or whatever. You probably have this worry for a while now, right? And when you have that worry for a while, that means that there's this pattern, this habit of having that thought and repeat. But if that thought makes you feel, you know, shame or, or guilt or less than, then that's an emotion that will come for you that come for you every single day. So I would say number one, track your emotions. Number two, when you feel them, let yourself feel them. Like when you observe them, for example, after you you listen to this, let's say that you felt the emotion and you're like, oh my God, I do feel, I feel less than other people. I go into social media, see all these people, you know, be, you know, having the perfect life. And I feel like a stupid person or, (laughs) or like, I want to have that life or that is not real. And you start to criticize the person, observe yourself in that moment without judging yourself, without saying, Oh my God, I shouldn't be thinking about this. Think it, feel it. Like I, I feel envy. I feel, I feel this pain. I feel guilt. How does that make you feel? And observe your body. Where do you feel it in your body? Is it on your shoulder? Is it on, in your knee? Is it on your feet? Is it on your gut area? We, if you've, I, I, I used to have chronic, um, how do you say this word in English? Constipation. (laughs) I used to have chronic. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, a few years ago, uh, my first business was a vegan food, um, delivery business. And I was vegetarian and vegan for like almost three years. I'm not, I I don't eat that way anymore. Mostly I do, but I, but not like to the T, but, um, I used to, uh, the reason why I transitioned is because I used to have very, very chronic constipation. And when I say chronic, it's like a week could go by and I just didn't poop like at all. I didn't even, yeah, I look pregnant. Oh, that's horrible. That was horrible. Yeah. I also had a lot of like high stress levels because, you know, worker and with other people's problems and taking them home. Um, a lot of the reason why I mentioned constipation is because if you've ever been through like constipation, the gut area allocates a lot of guilt, a lot of stress, a lot of control of, you know, not letting go, you're going to your job or do your business and then you're home you start fighting to your partner or to your spouse or to the kids. And you're like, this needs to get done. The groceries go, go here. Maybe your hubby or your partner is trying, you know, to put the things in the place that they think they could put it because <laughs> you always do it. Right. And then all of a sudden you're like pissed off. Like this doesn't go there. No one helps me in this house. Blah, blah. <laughs> right. Like that. That's again. It's yeah. Big. Yeah. So anger is also allocated there as well. And, you know, so I would say that's number two, like whenever you feel the feeling, see where in your body you feel it. And I would say third of all, oh wait, there's something passing by. Okay, we're just winning with the audio here today. Mr. Landon's like nodding and agreeing with you, but he keeps trying to whack the microphone. just want to put your two cents in little man yeah it's okay Okay. (laughs) so I would say the third thing because I like to keep it simple with you guys the third thing would be to practice have some type of practice that helps you release release emotions right from your body. This could be through exercise. This could be, and I I will give you like a few examples of things that you can do. This could be through exercise. This could be through breathing, like actual breath work, like breathing exercises. I did one like uh, (laughs) these past days. It was like a very long breath work session that I just, I I found at a YouTube um, channel that I follow. It's called take a, take a deep breath. Like that's the channel's name. And they had like this session of four rounds. And I thought, I thought I was going to faint. So if you're pregnant, I don't suggest this because <laughs> you breathe so deeply. It's like, how, like, how am I breathing? And how am I feeling? Like, I'm just like going to faint all of a sudden. And that just tells you that we don't know how to breathe well. Oh my God. But breath work that helps you a lot. Um, and helps you lower your stress levels. 
Um, I know that I, when I work with Leah, one of the things that we, we worked with was EFT tapping. That's like a emotional. Yeah. Freedom, emotional, emotional freedom, freedom technique. technique. Yeah. And that, that helps a lot. Um, another thing that I would say to work on or within the tools that I recommend is also doing some type of, um, how do you say this, uh, relaxation, self-care type of thing, right? So just people usually, like I usually talk about meditation and hypnosis because your emotions are not going to go away just because you, you, you think about them more or because you're doing something to take them away. Your emotions, yeah, your emotions are- Kind of like um, sometimes, you know, when people think that once they become aware of it, like it just disappears. Like you're aware and doesn't necessarily work that way. No, no. Awareness is key for you to work on anything that you want, but it's not the the only thing, right? It, it, It isn't all. So in, in order for you to have awareness, that's good, but your emotions are coming from a place of, of your subconscious, of your identity, of thoughts that you've been having, you know, on like on repeat for almost all of your life for some of us. So that's not going to go away by you just thinking about them or creating awareness. You need to work on them at a subconscious level, which is what I teach a lot on working with your subconscious identity and changing that. And hypnosis, meditation are very good tools for that. Even EFT, you can explore on that as well. Um, But even being in silence with yourself, if you're like, but I'm such an anxious person, whatever you feel resistance to, give it a go. (laughs) You probably need it. If you're like, I can't be in silence, you know, I can't be without doing anything. Lean into that and, you know, take time for yourself. Yeah, I would, I would say that. <laughs> yeah, I, you made me sit in silence for like a half an hour one time and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Most of my fine. Fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, we I do survived. <laughs> um, okay. So I just want to like go back and um, decode is not the right word that I'm looking for, but it's the best <laughs> word that's coming to my mind right now. Um, but we just threw around a bunch of words where I can see some people listening are just going to go, what? Like we're heading into like woo woo land, Leah. Like that's not, um, you know, you always talk about nutrition and steps that you can take. And now we're heading into woo woo land. And, um, I just want you to like science eyes and like backtrack and think about this for a second, because if you have grown up your whole life, watching your mom never take time for herself and your mom is super mom. Like, I'm not saying that she's a bad mom. Like, this is not me going, Oh, if you don't take time for yourself, you're a bad mom. That's not this. But if you grow up your whole life watching that, or maybe you grew up, um, without a dad and your mom had to do all of the things, um, or vice versa, or maybe you grew up without parents or whatever it is, even if like you just grew up and, um, I had someone, one of my clients give me a beautiful example where she just said her mom would not even in a bad way, just always be like, Oh, watch your weight. Like, you know, watch what you're eating. Like, and she grew up with this whole like body image that she was just always needed to lose weight, even though absolutely didn't need to. And you just, you grow up thinking that, and that is your subconscious. And even if you aren't actively telling yourself every day that, oh, I don't need to take time for myself. Oh, I need to be doing all the things. I'm not doing everything I should be. I can't believe that there's three dirty dishes left here or whatever it is that's subconsciously going on for you. And that is your belief. And I see this happen all the time with women. They self-sabotage themselves before they even start as in they don't go to the physical therapist. They don't go to the chiropractor. They don't even go get their labs run for the doctor. They don't work with the health coach. They don't take that step. And it's fear And it's that belief that you aren't worthy and that you don't need to do that. 
Like that money should go towards diapers. That money should always go towards kids or whatever it is. And I really hope that you're understanding the place where I'm coming from with this. I'm not saying take away the money that you need for diapers to like go to therapy. That's not what I'm saying, but it's that belief that we just hold onto so often as moms is giving every single ounce of ourselves. And you've seen that growing up that like, that's what you've seen. And I I see women self-sabotage before they even do it. Where like, um, I've had wives, for example, like get in their head about the cost of things. And then they talk to their husband and their husband's like, go do it. Like, go do it. And, and they're over here going, what? what? Isn't that too much money? Like I can't spend that money on myself. And I see that all the time with moms. And I truly believe it's from how you grew up. And you always saw, you always saw this because I mean, we're not talking about the money podcast, but like, um, you grow up with these beliefs about what you can and can't afford, but you also, you figure it out. You know, same people who like believe they're not worthy um, and can't do whatever will, you know, buy new iPhones or, you know, go on vacation somewhere. And yes, is that amazing? Yes. Do we love that? Yes. But taking time to truly heal so that you can then not pass that on to your kids is, is huge. It's huge. And, um, think sometimes that we self-sabotage before we even like get to the stage of doing anything because we truly think that we aren't worthy very roundabout way of saying that and I know that I think it was yeah like this year that I I talked with uh, one of your HRP groups and one of the things that we talked about there and I think this could be very helpful for you who's listening is how you can, how we can have like this subconscious belief of, you know, I'm never going to heal. I'm never going to heal. You know, um, I'm never gonna, you know, I'm doing all of this. I'm in the group. I pay the money. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all the things to heal with myself physically, but I really at a, at my core, I don't believe like this is, this is really going to make some type of difference. And you, if you believe that, then you're already, you know, sabotaging yourself because you, you're probably not going to have the results that you want. Right. And I, I find that even though I work mainly with entrepreneurs, it happens a lot too in the field I am as well. Cause I talk a lot about, I always say like, this is my, my, my theme, like heal mind, money, and soul. Like that's like all, like almost all that I talk about. And when I talk about these things, like I've, I even have people like on, on Instagram and my DM saying like, oh, one day when I, you know, when my business makes more money, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to hire you. Or I'm going to join your program because I know that I need to prioritize myself. And the thing is that imagine yourself trying to lead a family, trying to lead a business, and you're just feeling fatigued. You're not feeling well. You're not having you know, healthy, um, how do you say this? Like emotional intelligence, right? Like you, you're thinking that whatever is going to happen, it's going to be the most chaotic thing that will happen. And it hasn't happened, you know, (laughs) yet. And when you see it like that, you start to, to sabotage yourself and you are the most important person in your life. Like I'm a mom too. Like I'm a business owner. I'm a mom. Like if you can see my house now, it like, it's a mess, but I have to learn. I've learned by healing with myself that there are things that are priority and there are others that at some point they're not. And that doesn't mean anything about me and that it's, you know, I, I, I can, (laughs) I can do the things and I can, I can be present with myself and I can have those boundaries with my husband and with my little girl and, you know, that's not selfish because we think about selfish and it's like, I don't want to be selfish. Selfish means being a bad person. And I don't consider myself a bad person. So we go again to the identity level, right? To who you think you are. Oh, I'm not a bad person. So I will take care of myself. And yeah, that's when you reach burnout and you're just not happy. And what it, what is life if you're not happy? Like we're going to die at some point. So (laughs) like, I want to, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and 
I, sometimes I, you know, I mean, not sometimes, you know, people just glorify the busy and the burnt out. And, um, I always bring this up with moms. Um, I do work with women who are not moms. (laughs) Um, but I also work with a lot of moms and, um, I, I, it's just almost as a lot of times it's glorified to be tired and have headaches and have no fatigue. And people are just like, hashtag mom, like hashtag mom life. Like, this is just what it's like. It's like you're a better mom if you're fatigued. Like, I'm here for everyone, even though if I'm, I don't take care of myself. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there so many times. (laughs) Yeah. And you can't be everything for everybody. And you have to take that time to emotionally and mentally, um, and I, yeah, I, I, I just, it's so important. And a lot of times I even see, um, you have to let go of old beliefs and sometimes you have to let go of people as well. Like people that are keeping you there, you know, like people that, you know, if you're surrounded by a bunch of moms that are all like hashtag mom life, like, you know, I'm so tired. My kids are so cranky. Like mom life is so hard what do you think you're going to be like, you know, and you don't, you don't want to pass that on. I mean, I don't want to pass that on to my kids. You know, I don't want Landon to be like, Oh, mom's just tired all the time. She never plays with me. Or, you know, you know, if we have a girl someday, I don't want, I don't want her to like do that. So, um, it's important to take that time to get better. It was a really roundabout conversation. So, um, Things that people are going to do to start off if they're having this is they're going to, let me recap. Let's see if I remember them all. They're going to pay attention to their emotions first. Um, Landon literally has a piece of cardboard and he's putting it up to his ear being like, hi guys. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, The cell phone stuff has started with a piece of cardboard. Um, Okay. So we're going to pay attention to our emotions and then we are going to sit in silence. Right. Or that's number three. You're going to see what are, where are the feelings in your body reflected? Okay. So first you have to like pay attention to what you are coming up with every single day. And then when it happens, like pay attention to where you're feeling it in your body, like in your stomach, in your shoulders and do you get headaches, all that kind of stuff. That's the other thing. I think a lot of times, like people always like, I have a headache. Oh, like I must've ate something or didn't drink enough water, but maybe not, maybe not. Um, and then what's number three. There's like this noise in my house, <laughs> near my house. Oh, but, that's fine. Um, number three, um, is releasing like finding a practice that helps you release. Yeah. Okay. I love that. And that can be exercise for you. It can be sitting in silence. That's where that was, where that was coming from. Um, exercise, sitting in silence, honestly, going out and screaming. That was not one of the options, but <laughs> you're releasing it. Um, that's why I think some women really like kickboxing or like karate or something like that. Um, EFT tapping, breath work are all really, really good things. And even self-hypnosis, obviously, you know, be very conscious of um, who you're using to maybe guide you or how you're doing that. Um, Choose wisely, but it it can be very helpful for uh, retraining that subconscious when it comes to trauma. Um, Whenever I used to hear of self-hypnosis, or hypnosis in general, I always thought of like weird people with like smoke and like, no, <laughs> um, but it's really, it's not like that. It's not even as powerful as like people say where it's like, oh, you just, your mind is taken over. Like, that's not really how it works. It's just, it's basically like repeating something over and over. And, um, so that you are learning to actually believe it, you know, it's like, um, sometimes, oh, what is it? stand in your body, like the confidence way. So like, if you are not feeling confident, but you go outside and you stand and you plant your feet and you put your hands on your hips and you open up your chest and you take a big breath, 
you're going to start feeling more confident. The same Uh, thing. They say that um, smiling changes like endorphins, even if it's not like you physically attempting to smile. It can even be, they say, put a pencil in between your teeth. So you're just smiling until it becomes real. That's how I kind of think about self-hypnosis is you're, okay, bud, you're repeating (laughs) something until you start to retrain that. Yeah. Um, you can even like, oh. can, like even there, you can even record yourself. Like, for example, if you're trying to balance your hormones or lose weight, like you can make an audio, like even on your, on yourself, on your phone, like at the voice note, do a voice note where you are like, I always find this very effective and I do it for myself, like where you say to yourself, like your name. So in my case, like Rosemary Oliveras. Um, like mention your name and just say nice things to yourself. Oh, you look so healthy. You are healthy. You, you know, I love you. I accept yourself. And you put that and repeat, like, like you go to sleep at night, put on your headphones, put that voice note that you did for yourself, go to sleep. And you do that for at least 30 days or like as long as you want but do it every single night consistently. Even if you're like, I don't want to do this. This is not doing anything. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Don't, don't, don't question it. Then you, you sabotage yourself. So just do it. And that is really effective. And that's like a form of, of self-hypnosis as well. And you start to, to see the changes on how you feel more confident, how you start to feel like, dang, like it's possible for me to actually heal. And you start healing and you see how everything moves a little bit more faster and more in alignment for you right yeah I that reminded me of something when I always have clients before they start a program they always fill out a symptom chart and um one of my past clients um put in symptoms low confidence and I was like that really has nothing to do with your hormones like that's what I was like mentally kind of like as I'm looking at all the symptoms yeah but you know what I came back to? And I was like, oh, I understand this because of that low confidence and low self-worth, like her investing in that program was huge because up until this point, and you know, she's really struggling with the fact that she actually deserves to feel good. Like she actually deserves to feel comfortable in her body and to not feel like her hormones are controlling her life. And so that low confidence, even though it's not being caused by hormones, it's driving like the fact that she's still dealing with hormonal imbalances. Um, and I can never, ever separate the emotional part from hormones no. ever again, because like, um, especially after working with you, it's just crazy how much that, how it affects everything. And even just like you said, the, the things like to say to yourself, and I bet you, as soon as you said that, I can bet you so many eyes rolled and people were like, I'm not going to tell myself, I love you. Like what? (laughs) And that little voice is like, I don't need to do this. I'm just fine. My life is just fine. Blah, blah, blah. But can you imagine, like, like you said, if you did do that for 30 days and you had that confidence, then you were just showing up, um, happy and confident like whoa whoa what what kind of difference would that make yeah that would open up possibilities like you you said that I reminded me that when I started when I started to coach people in 2019 like the first I I did like a free challenge for 30 days in another community that I had at that time and I did it because for 30 days I decided to do one different thing every day. Like, even if it was like brushing my teeth with a different hand than I usually did one thing, one different thing every single day that took me out of my comfort zone that felt like, you know, this is, this is different just to really recondition and rewire my mind into and do whatever I put my mind into. And the effects in my life were so drastic like even how I I didn't expect that to change the way that I felt but I just felt more happier and more like I can actually do everything I just felt so good and like high in life that I did like a 30-day free challenge at that time and the I had like 20 women it was like a whatsapp chat that was all we had and all of them who did it for the 30 days I even had a family member did it and I was like you're gonna be here I was so awkward a little bit but (laughs) she was there and even 
um, the person who she's married with, who is in my family, even he said like, what did you do? Like, what did you do? She changed so much just by doing literally like just one, one different thing every single day, every single day. As I mentioned one day, if you are always with your hair down, like do a ponytail that that's, that's it. You don't have to do anything else that day. And that shifted so, so much. Ugh. Now I need to do that. I need to stop wearing my hair in a bun. I'm just <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I remember that exercise, even just being conscious, like while you're washing the dishes, like being very present and yeah. present in the moment. And I, I've not conquered this. Oh my goodness. Don't even yeah. think guys that I've conquered this every day is a struggle. And, um, I'll even find myself as I'm trying to be super present in the moment, just realize that I'm off in wonderland. Yeah. Um, it still happens to me. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're always growing, but I think awareness is key. Like awareness is key of what's going on. But then secondly, secondly, taking active steps, taking active steps. And, um, the last thing that I just want to say is, um, I think a lot of times we do this whole self-sabotage and we don't start things because we don't trust ourselves. Yeah. And um, can we just really quickly just dive into, well, it's not, I guess we'll half dive into of how like to keep those promises to ourselves so we can build that trust. Like if you can talk about that, because I hear, um, this from women all the time where it's like, Oh, I want to feel better. I want to do this for my health. Like I want to do this, but I just can never do that. Like I could never stick to that. I could never make these changes. So what does that look like with, with not trusting yourself? Like, how does that impact you? Yeah. Yeah. I get that so much. I, I used to do like a signature course last year, which now we merged it into our SCE program. But in this course, I remember one of the times I had like a lot of people ask for it to join for it. And I just, I, I'm very, I, I usually like to uh, lead my business by my intuition. And I just feel like a lot of people just didn't trust themselves. And I asked like the few of the women who were going to invest and they were like, you know, I've taken courses before. I just haven't stick to it. So I'm, I just feel like what if, what if it happens the same now with this? Right. And I think it comes down again to, to the identity level. Like I can never, you know, if someone says like, I could never commit to this, then you, in your subconscious identity, in your identity, you're telling yourself and you're believing that you're a person who never commits. So the way to, yeah, the way to break this is to start trusting yourself. I would say to just, this is called like mindfulness as well. Like just do one practice every, ask yourself every single morning, like, what do I need for myself today? What do I feel like I need for myself today? What would bring me joy today? And write that down and you're not going to go to bed until you do it. Even if you're like, ah, it's 10 at night. I'm so sleepy. I said, I was going to watch 30 minutes of TV but now I'm so sleepy. I'll do it tomorrow. No, do it. Even if you stay, like, even if you like, you know, uh, stay asleep when you're, (laughs) when you're watching it, like whatever you said, you're going to do for yourself, just do it. It's going to be very, very uncomfortable if you are used to not being there for you, but being there for others, you're going to have a lot of resistance. You're going to feel it in your body, but when you start to just do it without giving it a meaning, it's like, I just need to do this, right? I just need to do this. That's it. 30 minutes of this or one minute of that, or just drink more water. That's it. That's all I need to do. Just do it as if it was just a task. If you feel a lot of resistance and yeah, any, anything else will, will dissipate (laughs) when you trust yourself and you love yourself. It's like, everything is possible. You don't see limits mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm and something I always tell I have to always tell myself because for me like that mindset shift of like really like accepting your body and loving yourself is ugh, so hard sometimes and I always ask for the grace I always say the prayer like let me love myself the way that like God loves me like let me see myself the way that God sees me um you know and start there and you know guys 
I'll give you a pro tip. That little thing that you're going to keep promise to yourself every day, start small <laughs> because literally make it something that you could do mindlessly in your sleep. Ugh, audio. Um, make it something you can do mindlessly in your sleep because uh, trust me, the first like three weeks even, I struggled to remember to do that. And it was just, it would, you know, I would push it off, push it off. You know, the beginning of the day, I'd push it off, would get busy. And then I would be going to bed and I would be in bed and I would go, oh, you didn't do that. (laughs) And like every ounce of me was like, that's fine. You'll do it tomorrow. Go to sleep. (laughs) Um, And I can tell you like massive changes in me even like my husband noticed. Um, and with me just doing that, he even, I told you, like when I was working with you, he's like, you're just whole vibe. It's just different. He's like, you're very calm, which is like one of my big things I always want is to be calm. <laughs> um, so I, I, I really highly recommend starting with something simple. Like, don't be like, I'm going to run two miles every day. Like, please don't do that. You know, yeah. even if it's just like, I'm going to drink a full glass of water or I'm going to sit in silence for two minutes or I'm going to take five deep breaths before bed, whatever it is, just start simple. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) I love it. Okay. So lastly, like what are, what is anything else of wisdom that you would love to share with these women? Um, I think the last thing I would say is that whichever of these you choose to practice from today on out, these are the, like the three pillars that I have for, for our business. Okay. Now like, I live in Puerto Rico. There's reggaeton every freaking where <laughs> music everywhere. Um, but the three pillars that I work by are consistency, strategy, and intentionality. So very important for you that whatever you do, be consistent with it. And when I Stay consistent. It doesn't matter of what, of, you know, what time you do it during the day. It, it can make a difference, but the, I would say the most important thing is just do it and do it for as long as you can. Like if you're creative, like do like a, a calendar with paint and with markers or whatever, like have fun in that process. And strategy, I would say just like stick to one thing and do that one thing, like for a period of time and intention like what is it that what is it that you want to contribute to your life when you do this practice like are you doing this because you want to feel more happy and can you start feeling happy today can you start feeling healthy today can you start feeling with like even with your um spiritual practices like you would just want to feel more more of god's love like can you feel that today? Can you feel that today? Right. So that's like my three, like, uh, words of wisdom, like be consistent with it, stick with it for uh, like more than 30 days, I would even say, and just make it part of your, of your life. And always know that you are, you are right where you have to be. Like, ah, you're always where you have to be. You don't have to rush things or feel like you're left out. Like, trust that like and I think I'm going to be tardy for this what if I'm literally in the right time in the right moment in the right place always right so yeah just trust that it's gonna it's gonna work out this way or it's gonna be better I tell myself that all the time (laughs) especially when like I'm running late for something and then I drop my smoothie all over the car door (laughs) and I'm gonna now be really late for something I'm like you know what maybe this is saving me from getting in a car accident. (laughs) Um, Always have to remember that. Oh, I love it. So where can all of the people find you? So you can find me mostly on Instagram. That's like in all the platforms that I have, I am very Spanglish because my first language is Spanish. So that's like our, our, our niche to say it like that but on Instagram I mostly do everything in English so even if you're a English speaking gal um, you're still going to have a lot of value from from my content on Instagram um yeah you can find me there as at I am Rosemary Oliveras 
If by any chance you are bilingual or know a little bit of Spanish, you can find me on my podcast and on YouTube as Sana Crece y Emprende. We actually have an interview there with Leah in like translating into Spanish is super, super fun. Um, but mainly on Instagram, it's not that I'm like super active on Instagram, but it's where I, I, I post more and like put my two cents out there. I do have, wait, I do have an English podcast it's called the Rosemary Podcast. I don't upload there anymore, but I know that there are still episodes there that you know uh, yeah. really benefit you. Yeah. No, I found that. And I will pop all of those below. So you guys um, in the show notes, so you can find them. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast so we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G and I would absolutely love to hear from you.